Welcome back to the Care Team Podcast. It's January 27th, episode 72, and we're talking about guilt today. Uh, it's, in, as always, our go-to verse is Romans 12, 2, change your mind, change your life. So uh, it's myself and Tom today. Lori's out, uh, but and we definitely miss her. So if she's listening, Lori, we miss you. <laughs> but uh, as we dive in today, though, we have a, a soft start, and this is a, uh, a would you rather. So <laughs> These always, are always fun. All right. Would you rather have a super sense of smell or a super sense of taste? That's tough because they go together. Yeah. I kind of do have a super sense of smell. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I'm going to stick with that because I think that informs your taste as well. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go the other way uh, just because like, like there, there's just certain things that... Uh, I don't know if it's, I, can't, I guess it's a little bit of garlic and onions. Like when that's cooked at our house, <laughs> it just, I don't know, it like hurts my soul. It's like just pierces, <laughs> it like pierces my brain through my head. And so I'd rather just have a super sense of taste. But if you couldn't smell it, you might put it in your mouth and taste it. Oh, yeah. And then it's too late at that point. That's true too, yeah. <laughs> Touche. All right. Next one is, um, would you rather have hair that changes color when you're angry <laughs> or fingernails that you have to cut every 12 hours because they never quit growing. Well, that's easy. I'd rather have the hair, the hair changing. Color. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking I'd rather just deal with the fingernails. Like that would just, uh, cause like, I, like, uh, I, I don't know. I just think about the guy from, um, Oh, what was that movie with the emotions? Um, Inside Out, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think about the, you know, I think about the anger. I was like, ah, and then like flames coming up. So I, I don't know. I thought of Dennis Rodman. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where it's like multicolor. Yeah. I think his might have changed with his emotions as well. Yes. <laughs> well, as we dive in today, our topic is is about guilt. But uh, before we do that, though, we just wanted to uh, had a couple really small announcements. And um, Tom, did you want to talk about Care Night and how we yeah. how we started that this past week? Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, this last Monday uh, was our first Monday back with all of our support groups. We do 13-week um, semester sessions, and uh, it was our first one. It was awesome. I want to say thank you yeah. to all the staff and volunteers that made that possible, and it is not too late to come be a part of that. Amen. Uh, if you want to register, you can go to mynorthside.com backslash care, and all of our groups are listed there. Um Tommy reminded me that we do have one group currently that's full. We're working to remedy that, and that would be our grief share group. So hang in there with us. We're, we're trying to see what we can do to, to get that, um, maybe another group or something like that. But anyway, it was fantastic, um, and you have up to the third week to register, so come be a part of that. Amen. And also, I just want to say thank you to the listeners. Uh, you know, we, we've just seen uh, extensive growth over the last couple months, and uh, it's just so cool to, to – to see how God is working in and through uh, this ministry uh, to, to reach people. And uh, so if we can ever do anything to, to make this ministry better, I mean, this is, this is our ministry and in the, in the, the broadest sense of the word our, it's not, it's not about Tom and Tommy or Northside. This is, this is God's kingdom. And so how we can do that and expand and reach more people. We, we want to do that and we want to do that. Well, I have one more. Thank you. Yeah. Um, in, in transparency and ministry for the folks that are listening, um, Tommy, uh, produces all of this for us and takes care of this. And every once in a while, when we're recording a podcast, things crash. Yes, uh, and that <laughs> is no fault of anyone. But Tommy has to deal with that. So I wanted—I just want to say in front of everybody, 
Thank you, Tommy, for what you do. <laughs> I appreciate uh, it. And, and, you know, it also brings up for me that I don't believe God causes everything to happen, especially bad things. So I don't say there's a reason for everything, but I say there's a reason from everything. And that is we trust God to make things good even when they appear bad. And so I know this is going to be a rocking podcast awesome. today. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, as we dive in, uh, I, I know we've talked about uh, guilt in the past. Uh, there's another episode uh, and, uh, but, uh, we, we just kind of want to re-engage with that because it's, it's something that we, uh, we, we see routinely in, in counseling sessions and, uh, it's something that we want to address from a biblical perspective. Uh, we, we want to, to talk about, you know, what, what guilt is and, uh, and, and what that means biblically, but we also want to give you some, some tangible takeaways and some ways to, to navigate through that if you find yourself in that season. Absolutely. Yeah. Today, um, I kind of want Romans 8, 1 to guide us. Uh, there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And the reason we want that to be foundational is today we're going to talk about how important our identity in Christ is in regards to things like guilt and shame. Um, Guilt is from God. It's good. It keeps us on track. It tells us when something's wrong. It encourages repentance. It encourages us to go to God. Shame is something that the enemy will use, Satan will use to ground us into the dirt to keep us in the problem, to keep us in sin, and to really identify rather than with Christ, with our own behaviors and sins. And so just how important it is to truly believe there's no condemnation for us that are in Christ. Amen. Yeah, and and, and that really goes into uh, the scripture I I just wanted to bring up, which, you know, we're we're often very familiar with John 3.16, but I just want to talk about 17. Uh, and uh, as well, you know, so 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So that's 16, 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So there's a lot happening there. We can definitely spend an entire sermon series talking about those two verses. But, you know, just like one of the first things we see there is for God so loved the world. So so that that happened first. Mm-hmm. And then and it's not that, that Jesus is, was not sent to to condemn us, uh, but to, to save us. And Amen. so like the, and so that's good news. And so, you know, I know like uh, I think back to uh, 2015 time frame, I was still in the army and uh, there was a we had to go to this event at the chapel. And uh, one of my one of my uh, he wasn't my leader, but he outranked me and we were talking on the way over there. He's like, yeah, I don't know, Tommy. He's like, I, I don't know if I should be going to a church. I'm like, why? What's up, sir? And he's like, I, I, I don't deserve to go into a church. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, man, we, I was like, sir, we, we all like, we all fall short. Like, like I'm, I'm glad we're going there together, you know? And so, you know, if, if that's, if that's a feeling you're, you're having, I just want to let you know that every single one of us falls short. Uh, every single one of us have, have areas we need to grow. Every single one of us, um, you know, uh, have things that that convict us and 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 that's 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 simply god shaping us to become more like christ you know i i heard somebody use an illustration a long time ago about um sea glass and how that's made if you're not familiar with sea glass basically it's where glass has been broken into the ocean and then it tumbles around very violent you know Mm -hmm. uh by, by the ocean and by rocks and sand and over the course of time it gets really smooth and it's beautiful and people actually collect it and put it in their homes and different places. And, and basically the illustration that they were talking about was, uh, uh, was basically like that. That was another way to, to view how God is working through us. Like God is breaking things off of us. Break. God is, is taking things out of our life so he can polish us and make us into a beautiful creation. 
I think that fits really great with the idea of coming maybe to a church service and leaving feeling convicted. Yeah. You know, modern society wants to throw guilt out like it's a negative. Mm -hmm. But when I'm convicted, when I feel guilty, those are the times I often grow the most. Mm -hmm. And we know the Lord is transforming us from glory to glory to be in the likeness Mm -hmm. of Christ. Well, that's how is refining us. Yep. And how can we be refined if we're never convicted and we're never changing anything? And we were talking before, Tommy, about, you know, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, which so beautifully fits into what you were saying, that God wasn't waiting for us to get cleaned up and then he was going to die for us and forgive us. He came to us while we were yet sinners. Our, our guilt is positive in that it's grounded in love. When it says there's no condemnation, it's because God loves us and Christ's righteousness has been imparted to us by our faith and belief in him. Therefore, we're, it's not about wagging a finger at us and you're grounded and you're in trouble. It's more about every time we correct something and God helps discipline us, life gets better. Mm-hmm. We we literally, our lives are, uh, I think you were talking about this, Tommy, and and so forgive me if I'm repeating something you said, but the idea that um, we think it's all negative and we're coming to church and we're going to be condemned. No, it's quite different. We're coming to church so that our life can be better. And without guilt, that's not possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it, you know, sometimes it stings, you know, to, to be convicted and, and, and hopefully when, you know, when you are convicted, if you're, if you're here at Northside or or somewhere else, uh, it's our hope and our prayer uh, that, that the truth is, is delivered, uh, with grace as well. And that it's not just partial truth or partial grace. I know, uh, Nate was talking about that, uh, during his, uh, I mean, I, I know we see that throughout the Bible, but Nate was talking about that during his, uh, post, uh, sermon, uh, video with Andy, uh, this week, we're doing a dear church study and just talking about the importance of not landing on one or the other. So, you know, if, Conviction's important, but it's also important that we do that with as much grace as possible That's and right. as much as love as possible. Well, and I and I think that leads into my next point. I think conviction is largely a personal inside job. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's my job to convict you. If my words convict you, that's coming from inside you. And I saw a quote, I don't know who it was by, but it was a Christian quote about guilt coming from the inside and shame coming from the outside. And I'm going to respectfully disagree. I believe that both guilt and shame are an inside job because it is literally our identity and how we view ourselves that gives rise to one or the other. If my identity is in the world, then in that sense, I am going to own what the world is telling me and showing me. So I understand the idea of being outside, but it starts first with an inward condition. Mm -hmm. And likewise, if God is my identity, if Christ Jesus is my identity, and my righteousness is his righteousness because he imparted that to me, then I'm going to take everything that happens to me from the world with a grain of salt. I'm going to take, I'm going to have a God filter. We were talking about this at lunch today, Tommy, about the importance of if you see a counselor, see a counselor with a Christian view, because that's the filter through which everything needs to pass. Mm-hmm. And if I really have that filter and the world passes through that filter, I'm not going to own anything that's not mine to own. 
but if if I what what does God tell us? He tells us we're going to be blown around by the wind if we don't if we're not grounded in the, in the in the the foundation, well, right? Yeah. What, what's that joke? If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. Amen. Or, or something like yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I, I. But as far as um, you know, we think about uh, the next step. Like, what, what are some things that that we can? Um, what are some tangible takeaways? What are some things that we can we can grab? We can run with. Um, and again, we, we don't, uh, when we talk about next steps or, or takeaways or, or, or anything like that, uh, we, we want to make sure we're clear too. And, and, uh, that we're not trying to be prescriptive too much because certain things may not work exactly for you as others, but, but there's some general guidelines that absolutely that, that apply to everybody. Yeah. I, I think some really quick upfront things are if you're not in God's word, you Amen. don't you don't know who he is. Yep. And if you don't know who he is, you can't know who you are. Mm-hmm. So if you want to find your identity in Christ, the very first thing would be confessing your need for Christ and asking him to be the Lord of your life. Yep. Um, and we call that the sinner's prayer. We call it all kinds of things. And we would love to have a conversation with you about that mm-hmm. uh, as far as a next step. But we're going to we're going to pretend right now that those listening know Christ as their Lord and Savior. If that's the case, are you getting into the word? hopefully daily, but definitely regularly. And what is he saying to you about you? You know, he has plans Mm -hmm. for your life. He knows every hair on your head. He knitted you in your mother's womb. Start learning not only what the scripture has to say about who God is, but who God is saying you are and, and really get that. And I think the other thing that we don't practice a lot, especially in the Protestant faith is regular confession. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of, of, moving through guilt, getting better, and not allowing guilt to become shame is being accountable to somebody and confessing our sins out loud so that we are accountable for them so that we have to take action on them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge when we're talking about dealing with guilt and especially for not allowing guilt to become shame. Yep. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, when we're reading through God's word or, or we're going through a season and we're struggling uh, it's 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 incredibly hard to understand exactly what God is up to because uh, I mean God has a plan and uh, you know we we don't always know specifically what that plan is and you know I, I re- routinely tell people I'm like it's not really until we get sometimes even years or even a decade down the road we're like oh I see what you're up to and so it's just so important to to keep that mindset as well as you know like when you're going through any type of season whether it be guilt or uh, you know uh, anxiety depression you know worry, anything like that, that, uh, or if, if you, if life is not going the way that maybe you think it should go, it's, it's, uh, we really can't get an understanding of what God is up to unless oftentimes it just requires us to look backwards. Yeah. I think another important thing about guilt is not to run away from it immediately. Yeah. And what I mean by that is this, it's very easy because guilt does not feel comfortable to want to say, let's say it's a, a fight between you and your wife and it's or your spouse, excuse me, and it's something that comes up over and over again. And your tendency is to want to run to your spouse and, and say, I'm sorry, and ask for forgiveness. Well, that's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. But if this is a repeated pattern, how much more would your apology mean if you were able to go to your spouse and say, you know, I prayed about this. I went and talked to my friend and I confessed this. I've taken action so that I won't repeat this behavior to you again. Mm-hmm. And how much more powerful that is and how much more you're allowing for transformation to take place. Too often, 
we try to escape guilt because of discomfort, and then God doesn't get the opportunity to complete what he was trying to do in our lives. Yeah, amen, amen. You know, and uh, an, another thing that um, uh, I know we, we talked a lot about in care ministry is that uh, the importance of, of serving. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love uh, hearing about, you know, when people go to uh, AA, for example, like part of the rules are like uh, – I know I'm going to butcher this, but you said like, okay, hey, welcome to AA. Meeting's over now. I need you to, to put up chairs or something like that. And and so it, I I like how you know one it it gives you it gets you involved, but I also like how it starts to change like your thought pattern. That's and, good. and so, yeah. uh, you know, I know in in counseling, there's a, a technique where. Uh, you, you shift from feeling emotions to going to like your logical part of your brain and forcing you to think logically and, and put the emotions to the side and then eventually coming back to the emotions so you can process those emotions. So, you know, I, I think that there's value in, in, in finding ways to do that. And so whether it be uh, just like you said, having someone, you know, help you through that or, or come alongside you or, or, or serving in some way, but just, I think it's, uh, there, there's a lot of value and there's a lot of, research that talks about how, you know, shifting from emotions to, uh, to your, uh, higher level thinking, very logical, systematic, and then going back and visiting those emotions at a later time. That's good. Along the lines of that, you know, something that is very integral to the 12 step program, celebrate recovery. What we do here, um, is taking an inventory of your life and where you owe amends, where you have things that you need to do. You take action on those things. You go and you, you know, it's not a simple apology. If you drove over somebody's fence when you were intoxicated, you offer to both pay for and build that fence for them. It literally is amending what you broke, um, what you what you tore apart. And I think sometimes when we're trying to put on the identity of Christ, if we're still wearing the identity of our past, there's no room for a new identity. And so another really sort of concrete step you can take is writing out your past, writing the things, the baggage that is still with you. And, and again, whether it's a pastor, a counselor, or a, um, uh, uh, an intelligent friend that you have that you can kind of unpack this stuff with, we don't have room for our identity in Christ if we're still wearing something else as our identity. Amen. So really working through that. What was that? Uh, I think it was the episode we were talking about um, doing life with God. And you brought up a point about the uh, dying to self and the importance of, uh, you know, taking off the old, putting on the new. That yeah. The yeah. And, and, and really owning the new, you know, yeah. sometimes we, we verbalize that and intellectually we understand that, but do we really do it? Mm-hmm. Do we really wear that? You know, too often, um, I think we get stuck in our in our identity as sinners, and while we have to be real about that, we also have to understand that Jesus died for us so that we weren't defined by that anymore. Yep. Right. Because yep. if we're defined by our sin, death is is, and we're not talking like death passing into eternity. We're talking dead, mm-hmm. and 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 Jesus came to give us life. And how he gave us life is he took us out of that identity as sinners and gave us his righteousness mm-hmm. through our belief and faith in him. Mm-hmm. And and I want to encourage our, our listeners so much to live in victory, to live in their identity in Christ, and to live in the righteousness that he's imparted to them, mm-hmm. and how we will transform our churches, our communities, and the world if we really live in that. Yeah. Well, and 
you know, one, one thing too, I, I think about as well is, you know, a, another way we can take a step forward if, if we find ourselves in a season of, of guilt. Um, I remember uh, it was, of all places, it was a class Growing Kids God's Way here at Northside 2012, some wow. like 10 years ago. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and we talked about the idea of asking for forgiveness instead of apologizing. Mm, and uh, I, I remember going through that. I was like, man, I, I had never thought about it that way before. And so, you know, maybe, you know, maybe this is you, maybe not. Maybe you already done this. I don't know. But, but maybe... Is it could it be a situation where you did apologize and you and and you were thinking, hey, I I said everything I could say, and I, I said please, you know, I, oh, no, I don't want to get to that point. I'm getting ahead of myself. But if I said, you know, I apologize, I genuinely am sorry. I'm so sorry. I you know, I I did not mean to do that. Or uh, have you considered, or have you have you done say say the same thing? You know, I am so sorry. I'm I did not mean to do that. That was not my intention. And then take a step forward and say, will you please forgive me and actually ask for forgiveness. You, yeah. you know what I love about that is is even in your voice and explanation, I could feel the vulnerability. Yeah. We like to be in control. And and even in an apology, we're kind of in the driver's seat. Yeah. But when we take that stance of asking for forgiveness, yeah. we become vulnerable. Yeah. We step out of the driver's seat. There's a humility Amen. with that. Yeah. So I love that, Tommy. That's yeah. good. And I mean, and, and we actually use that um, whenever we're talking uh, with couples about uh, conflict resolution and, and reconciliation and, and, and not only just apologizing, but also seeking forgiveness. You know, and the other thing, too, is, um, you know, I know we're, we're getting close to time, but uh, there's so much uh, value in forgiving yourself, you know, and, and, uh, and, and just making that a, a priority. Not, not, not that you forget it. Um, and not that there aren't consequences either. I know we talk in care ministry a lot about difference between forgiveness versus consequences because, you know, the, the the tough part to hear, the tough part to say, the, the tough part to talk about is that there are things that just have consequences. Right. And, uh, right. and it, it doesn't mean you're not forgiven. So. No, absolutely. And if you'll forgive me, Tommy, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it slightly differently. I yeah. think I think forgiving ourselves is really about accepting the forgiveness that God is 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 yes. bestowing yeah, on yeah, us, yeah, right? Yeah. Because I think what so many people do, and and people are gonna are gonna balk at this when they hear this on the podcast, <laughs> but we really think we know better than God. Oh yeah, because if I'm not forgiving, if I'm not let go letting go of the guilt. I'm really saying I know better than you do, God, because mm-hmm. you're wanting to forgive me, God, and I'm not letting you. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I I want to encourage you out there. I know everybody listening is going, I don't think I know better than God. <laughs> then don't. Allow that forgiveness mm-hmm. to sink in. Allow him to forgive you. Let it go. He's letting it go, right? He's he, he's As far as the east is from the west, he's not remembering <laughs> our transgression. So let let all that stuff go. And I was thinking as you were talking of an analogy, and I thought, let me see if I can get this right. So we think back in biblical times, it's still around, but we don't hear about it much. But you think about leprosy. Mm-hmm. And what happens with leprosy is someone loses the ability to feel pain. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much that their body parts fall off, which is what we've been told, but that things happen to their body mm-hmm. and they don't take, like I've heard of rats gnawing fingers off and mm-hmm. things because they can't feel it. So if they put their hand on a hot stove they don't know to pull it away. Mm -hmm. If we lose our guilt and we don't have guilt, 
that's analogous to putting our hand on the hot stove and not knowing to pull it away. So kind of rounding out our talk here is just a reminder that guilt really is a positive thing because it is the feeling that tells us to pull the hand away from the hot stove. If that doesn't feel good, if that makes you not feel well, if you realize you did something wrong in a relationship, that's a loving God encouraging you to repent, to turn away from your sin, to turn towards him and to do something different. Yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, boundaries are just are are so important, and and I can tell you that uh, it it may seem like it's a little bit of overkill, but I can tell you that uh, every time I've ever been given given a boundary, it's 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 always healthy, especially when it's from God, and 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 it's it's you know just like what Scripture tells us, it's for for our good and God's glory, and and God, it's because God loves us, it's because God loves you, and it's because that He He doesn't want you to find yourself in a situation where you're just completely upside down and trying to figure out which way is up. I mean, um, you know, I, as we're getting ready to wrap up, you know, one thing I was thinking about too was, uh, the, the, the deer church study. Again, there was a, I was trying to pull it up, but I didn't have time to, uh, but it was, uh, basically talking about how does that, uh, how, how do you feel about knowing that God knows everything about you? Like everything. And, you know, just knowing that, like, I, I don't know everything about me. I mean, I, you know, there, there's things about me that I don't know. I mean, I, I've forgotten about, I mean, but God knows everything. And so when you, when God has forgiven us, like that, that, that should be a lot of comfort there. I was going to say, let that feeling be a freeing feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of comfort in that. So That's good. But uh, as we get a wrap up, you know, we're reminded that prayer is primary. And uh, Tom, do you mind praying us out? I'd love to. Yeah. Father God, thank you so much for, um, for loving us for knowing us, for dying for us while we were yet sinners, for offering um, the beauty of eternity with you in heaven. And Lord, I pray first for anyone that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that at this moment right now, their knees would bend, their tongue would confess that you are Lord and that they would invite you into their lives. Lord, thank you for guilt, that we don't have to continue in mistake, we don't have to continue in discomfort, we don't have to continue um, with the problems that we have that you have programmed us to feel um, through you that something's not right so that we can turn our faces away from our sin and towards you and repent and uh, and repair relationships and do better and be transformed. And so we thank you so much. Lord, thank you for this podcast. Thank you for the care team. Thank you again for Tommy and what he does to make this possible. Lord, bless everyone listening. I pray that they have a great end of the week and a great weekend. And we look forward to uh, connecting with them again next week. In Jesus' name, amen. Don't forget, you can catch this episode or others at 7 a.m. on Thursdays at YouTube, Facebook, Amazon, Spotify, or Apple. You can also go to mynorsa.com slash care for additional resources. We love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.